it's good to have a beautiful mind, but a beautiful heart is even better. And my husband just has a beautiful heart. And so even though his mind gives him a lot of grief, his, (laughs) his heart always comes through for him. He is so beautiful and he has a beautiful heart. So I really love that one. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Hey, Aaron Gendel here. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. It means so, so much to me. And maybe you've been thinking about writing a book of your own. And if so, do not wait. The world is hurting and needs your help. It needs your book. I would love to help you on your journey to write your book. So simply email me at Aaron at dailyauthors.com and I'd love to hear about your book idea. Now enjoy the show. All right. Thank you so much, Jill Armijo, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. So excited today to talk to you about your book, Home of the Unknown Soldier, How Coming Back Became the Other Ultimate Sacrifice. Very intriguing title. Thank you so much, Jill, for joining me on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, Aaron. Yeah, awesome. Well, before we start talking about your book, Jill, if you wouldn't mind just telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your work and what you've got going on right now. Okay. So for a little bit more about myself, I've realized through the process of writing my book that I admire my husband more than I knew. And I think that writing the book was key to seeing my life with him through a perspective that's hard to see when we're in the middle of his delusions and or when he's bedridden because of blood loss or when he's in a ton of pain and I'm just digging through all the things that we need to do together. And so I'm happier since I wrote my book than I've ever been. And my husband was a big part of helping me to get it done. I was kind of worried that he would be upset about the things that I was writing about, but he actually read through my manuscript about three times before I ever sent it in. And since the book has been published, he's read it three more times and he loves it. It is hard for him and it's a vulnerable place for him to be, but he has seen the changes in me and he's actually been able to sort of get some grip on reality too, as he's read it. And it's just been transformational for both of us. And I'm really proud of him for allowing me to talk about him like I have. And he is an awesome guy. So the book doesn't paint him out to be a monster or anything like that, even though we really had some rough times because of his illness. So that's about that. And then I'm working on my next book, which is about my grandma, hugely impactful in my life. And I admire her a ton. And I took a ghostwriting class so that I can write other people's stories for them because I feel like everyone could gain a new perspective on their life, just like I have and in their relationships or whatever they're struggling with. But many people, either they don't think they can or they just really don't want to write a book. And so I'm hoping that somebody will let me write their story for them. And because everyone needs to get their story out into the world because other people need to hear what they've been through and that even though they're not perfect, they are somebody that can be relatable and, and helpful in their life. And so I'm also editing a little bit, but my main 
thing that I love to do is coaching other caregivers who are going through some of the same things I went through. So I'm a health and a life coach. And I'm also writing a series of children's books that help them to understand when a parent has mental illness or PSD or traumatic brain injury. So they can see a little bit about what's going on, that it's not their fault, that things are rough, and that they can choose to look at their lives in a way that they want to, even when their life is hurtful and scary. So that's what I'm up to. Awesome. Wow. Some amazing things you're doing, Jill. Yeah, I just love uh, your mission with helping others write books and also, um, you know, with the PSD that you talked about and and the families. I wonder if you might dive into your book just a little bit more. We got some sneak peeks into what it was about, but I was interested in your title and just hoping you could maybe elaborate a little bit more on that at first and talk about your inspiration for the book. Yeah, so it's a about me and my husband. It delves a lot into what my husband was like before in just like the first, well, the first chapter is an instance that was kind of a turnaround for us. And then the second and third chapter talk about how he really is before he got sick. He has the best sense of humor. He's generous. He's curious about other people. And he used to just be able to make everyone around him feel so important and special and at ease. He's smart. He doesn't think he is. He's so smart. He was very athletic. He's strong and spiritually strong and very hardworking. And he loved his family. He has five sisters and like a gazillion nieces and nephews that I had to meet and learn all their names before he got (laughs) married. And I was just so impressed with what a great uncle he was and how they just clung to him and loved him so much. But he came back from his first deployment to the Gulf War so changed that over the next few years, he became a complete stranger to me in a lot of ways, not all the ways. He's delusional and has delusions every single day. We have tough conversations all the time. He's suspicious and easily offended by everyone that says anything to him. Mm. And he knows better than to watch the news anymore. He won't talk to any of his family. Even a lot of times avoiding our own kids. We have three grown boys and a granddaughter. And sometimes he can visit with them for a little bit. But at Thanksgiving, my son and daughter-in-law and their baby stayed with us for four or five days. And on the second day, we stuck him in a hotel because he just couldn't do it. So it's kind of sad, but I've learned to process sadness and just to realize that's him and I love him how he is. So we're doing that okay. But the book just talks about how he was this way and then he became that way and how it's okay. We can just toss the judgment out the window and we can just, just love each other just how we are. And as we were raising our kids, the book talks about basically the past 30 years as we've raised our kids and how he often thought the kids were mocking him or judging him or ganging up on him just because, you know, they would crack jokes because he's such a jokester. And so when they wanted to participate, all of a sudden he would get really upset and, and scared of them. And so he stopped working. He went from job to job. And a couple of times he thought somebody was trying to kill him. And then there was other circumstances and he He came home after quitting each one of those jobs and he can't work. And we applied to the VA twice and they would not help us, even though Gulf War illness was being documented from the early 90s. And we applied in 99 and then again in 2004. So we were kind of 
befuddled by that. And then the civilian doctors really had no clue what to do with him because his group of symptoms just don't match. They, they don't know what to do with him. And wow. they tried giving him medication for his schizophrenia. Each medication of four medications had completely unacceptable side effects, deadly side effects. And so he is not medicated at all. He's terrified of taking medications and he just does the best he can. And so that's what the book is about. Wow. What an incredible story, Jill. Yeah. I was just curious. You have, I know you talked earlier about helping others through this similar uh, thing in their life, if they've experienced it with their loved ones. I wonder if you talked about that at all in the book and what, if anybody's listening. Yes, I did. Yeah. In each chapter, there's something that I call the model that can help someone look at their circumstance, see how they're thinking about it and what feelings those thoughts are producing and how it's causing them to act in their life. And then the results that they're getting as a result of that thought, because the whole premise of my book is that it's not our circumstances that determine our outcome. Our circumstances changed dramatically from what I had expected them to be. But my husband and I are just as happy as any couple that I know. And every couple and every family and every relationship has, you know, huge, seemingly insurmountable problems. And it doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong. It just means it's different than we thought it was going to be. And we just need to learn and grow from those challenges, no matter what kind of caregiving situation we're in, or you don't even have to be a caregiver to have huge challenges. And one thing I learned, because I told myself, and in the book, I explain this, how when my kids were little, and my husband and I were constantly fighting, and I was always trying to talk sense into him and make him see the reality. And he just wanted me to go call, you know, the president or whatever, and tell them the world was coming to an end or whatever. And so I just felt so bad for my kids. I thought my kids don't deserve this. And it kind of sounds like a loving mother bear kind of thing to say, you know, my kids deserve better than this, but my kids didn't deserve anything other than the experience they had. And I can honestly say that because now they're grown and they are amazing because of the experience they had, not despite the experience they had. And Hmm. I just want other people to know, everybody to know. And it's in each chapter is an example of how the characters that were highlighted in that specific chapter took their circumstance and chose to think about it in a certain way. And some are negative and some are positive, but it just helps the reader to get some leverage on what they're thinking and what, how they can produce the feelings they need to prompt the actions they want to take in their lives. Mm, Love that. Wow. That's quite a perspective you're able to take. I mean, I think it's so encouraging to hear that. Like you said, in, I've been married for over 13 years now and, you know, we've, had our troubles. And and yeah, I think a lot of it comes to, you know, the, how you choose to respond and, and, and especially from how you think of the other person and your mindset that you have. And I love that you're doing that. And and in your book, it sounds like would be great for, um, for any of us really. So I really appreciate you sharing it with us. I'm reading your book and you have definitely overcome some (laughs) amazing things too. I'm really proud of you. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, let's just sum it up for the readers, if you wouldn't mind, and wondered if you would just let them know, um, you know, if there was that one thing that they could take away from, you know, reading your book, what would you say that would be? 
I would just say that would be that no matter what is happening in your life and no matter what choices you have made, what choices you are making, you're doing it exactly right because you are you and you have all the parts of you working great to do your journey in life just right. I want people to not should on themselves. I want people to know that their choices, even if they wonder why they made that choice or they maybe think that choice was bad or whatever. The people say hindsight is 2020, but I just don't buy that because hindsight is after you learned something and then you're judging yourself for, you know, making a mistake and like people who have, you know, maybe had an affair they didn't want to have and so their life is so different now. They need to just realize that they did what they felt was best. And maybe they have a child from that affair. And I use this example because I know people, they have this child and they're like, but how could that have been such a mistake when I have this wonderful thing in my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I tell them, we all have mistakes. We're supposed to have mistakes. That is the reason we're here in this life is so that we can learn and so that we can help and not judge other people. And so that we can Toss out the manual for whatever we think how somebody else should be behaving and just enjoy where you are in life and just look forward to all the blessings that come just from you being your best you, not comparing yourself to anybody or what you think you should do. Wow. Love it. Thank you, Jill. Really appreciate you sharing that with us today. Well, let's talk a little bit more uh, about you and always curious to know a little bit more about the authors on my show and what's influenced them to be who they are today and to be able to write a book because it's just a great accomplishment. So, uh, you know, kudos to you for sure. I wonder what you feel like has been the biggest or who has been the most influential to you in your life? Well, I honestly believe that the person that is my husband, he is truly my hero. Uh, We've been together for 30 years and that's longer than I've been with even my mom or my grandma, who I also look up to and my stepdad. My stepdad was amazing. He took over when I was eight and I was a brat and he didn't even know me, but he just loved me unconditionally and took care of me and my sister and just uh, my kids. They are my heroes too. They are me and my husband's caregivers. They were more caregivers to us than I ever was to my husband at first. I was so messed up in the head and so anxious to get him cured and so desperately sure that our life was just a disaster and our kids were always positive and they I mean they were kids but they always loved both of us they would always stick up for my husband when I complained about him and they would always stick up for me when he would complain about me and it was just amazing how they helped us through it and I think that children of uh, military families and any family where somebody needs to be caregiven I think children are overlooked as being huge, hugely important. They teach us so much. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing those with us, Jill. Really appreciate it. Well, let's talk a little bit about your favorite books and that might have influenced you to, um, you know, even lead you on the path to being an author. Okay. Well, actually, one of my favorite books, the book of John, and that's because he is such a poetic guy. Like he just his writings are so beautiful. And some of the things he says are like chapter 14, verse 27, it says, peace 
I leave with you my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And then in chapter 16, verse 33, he says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I just believe that with all my heart that God has a plan for my sweet husband, that he knows him personally, and that he will eventually be healed of his afflictions, whether in this life or next, but that during this life, God wants him to be happy and he's provided me to help him and he's provided him to help me so that we can have happiness right now. We don't have to wait until heaven to be happy. Love that attitude. Love that. Uh, You just quoted some great verses from John. I wondered if you also had any other quotes that you wouldn't mind sharing with us today. Something that something else that maybe inspires you often. Yeah, I have a quote, and I I talk about the movie A Beautiful Mind in my book and how pivotal it was for me and my kids to understanding my husband. We saw the movie long before my husband was actually diagnosed with the schizophrenia, and having seen how he was acting and what we were going through with him, and even though the doctors and psychologists couldn't figure it out, because they weren't with him all the time, every time, and when you see somebody with schizophrenia, they just act They just seem so normal sometimes. And so nobody could figure out what was going on with him. But we realized when we saw A Beautiful Mind that this was exactly what was going on with my husband. He doesn't hallucinate. Like he doesn't see people or or things that aren't there, but he totally believes all of these crazy things. And so my one of my favorite quotes of all time is from the movie A Beautiful Mind. Mm -hmm. And it just says, it's good to have a beautiful mind, but a beautiful heart is even better or something like that. And my husband just has a beautiful heart. And so even though his mind gives him a lot of grief, his, (laughs) his heart always comes through for him. He is so beautiful and he has a beautiful heart. So I really love that one. And then another quote that I really like, and this one, my sister just told me the other day, somebody temporarily unplugged the light at the end of the tunnel for construction to make the tunnel longer and it will be re-plugged in at indefinite period of time (laughs) that just cracked me up because that's just I think how how we sometimes feel like wait a minute where is the light I can't I can't see my way through this this tunnel is too dark yeah who who made the tunnel longer and so I just thought that was kind of cute I don't know where it came from (laughs) yeah I haven't heard that one either that's very cool Love that quote also from Yeah, Beautiful Mind. One of uh, one of my favorite movies actually, and yeah, I think. Oh, cool! Yeah, love it. Yeah, having a you can always sense those people, you know, that have just a kind heart, and um, yeah, it's wonderful to be around those people. And sounds like your husband's one of those. Yeah. All right, Jill. Well, let's just talk a bit about the book writing process. And for those that are listening and might be inspired to write their first book or maybe another book, maybe you could give them some encouragement or. Also, what's helped you through the book writing process the most? Well, actually, the book writing process. So I've been told by family and friends for years and years that I should write a book about our experiences. It kind of came to a head when I had a big to do with my boss at work, who all of my bosses for all of these almost 30 years have insisted that I put my cell phone, well, whenever I got a cell phone, in the desk 
and keep it off and then just check it during my breaks or during lunch because they don't want cell phone. I'm a physical therapist assistant and they don't want cell phones going off while we're, you know, working with people. And because of my husband's problems and the fact that I might need to go home and help him at any given moment, especially early on when he was bleeding a lot and when he might do something crazy. And when my kids were little, and it did happen a lot that I had to race home and do things. And my bosses were always so understanding and amazing, but they didn't get that I can't put my cell phone in the desk. I have to have it with me. It's just kind of a glitch there that they don't understand. And so what helped me was that I had this confrontation with this guy one day. And when I had it, he started asking me questions and I stood in his office and talked for over an hour. He kept asking me questions about my husband and he goes, you've really got to write a book about that. (laughs) And so I said, okay, I'm going to write the book, dang it. And so I started. And when I started, I was in the middle of actually trying to break away from my full-time job with my coaching. And so I was really, really busy with my coaching practice, you know, trying to get it, it off the ground. And so I, forced myself to not write in my book at all, except on Sunday. And Sunday was my book writing day. And the rest of the days of the week, I had to work on my business. And so when I would go for my walks with my dogs, I would record these stories so that when I was there on Sunday, I just, just wrote, like my fingers just flew. Like I never had writer's block. I never had Mm -hmm. like even a even a pause. I just went and went and went. And the organizing was a little bit challenging. My living room was covered with papers and stories and quotes and (laughs) and all kinds of things at any given moment for a year. (laughs) But it was really fun once I got into it to be able to just do that. Awesome. It's um, Yeah, those stories are probably just so personal to you. I'm sure they just flew out onto the paper. And I think that's yeah. what, what's cool about writing a story of something that you've overcome or helping a, or, you know, that you've experienced. I, I really help try to encourage people to do that first, because usually they're a lot more close to our heart or, you know, where we have a little bit more, more passion about them. And then we can just write about them so much easily, more easily and not have that writer's block, like you've said. Well, awesome. Yeah. Um, and it w- Go ahead. It was a little bit of a challenge because I didn't want it to just be like a memoir. I wanted it to be something that would really help other people. So that was kind of challenging because my actual first draft of my book was more of the teaching and the stories were kind of all over the place. It was not chronologically organized. And my first couple of beta readers were very confused. So I had to reorganize my entire book. That was the hard part. And after that, the next couple of beta readers were just in love with it. They said it was so much, so much more understandable because it's in chronological order now. So it's kind of like a memoir, but there's a lesson with each little story that I start my chapter with. Amazing. Yeah, that's great. Uh, well, you've already answered a couple of the other questions I had about the book writing process. And I wondered if you might just talk a bit about now that the book's out there and what you feel has been the very best part of being an author now and, and getting your book out there. Well, that's easy. I'm not a person with a huge platform yet. So I think I have seven reviews, but they're all five-star reviews. And most of my people that have bought books for me have just bought them for me. So it's really even kind of hard for them to go onto Amazon and review because Amazon doesn't recognize them if they didn't buy it from them sometimes. And so anyway, but I've just, the people that have told me how much 
it helped them. Like if I had known at the beginning, if I had known years ago that people would be so grateful for what they learned, I would have wrote it a long time ago. But I've learned some things since I didn't write it so long ago too. So yeah, just that's so gratifying to know that I've helped even one person and lots of people have told me that it's helped them. And that just, that means the world to me. And it means the world to my husband too. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a lot of times what I hear from people and myself, you know, when I wrote my book and the books I'm writing about helping others. And when you can get that feedback, it's quite an encouragement to hear. Well, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything, Jill. So if there was absolutely anything else at all you'd like to share with the listeners today, um, you know, we'll get to where they can catch up with you online next. But if there's anything else you'd like to share and or if there was a question you would have asked yourself if you were in my shoes, what would that be? Uh, Well, I would love to brag about my children's accomplishments. (laughs) But I won't. (laughs) I'm just so proud of them because of everything they've been through and how much they still help my husband and me. Like a few months ago, I was feeling like a total hypocrite when I was writing my book to help other people. And I just was on the verge of divorcing my husband. And one of my kids, my husband called begging him to step in so I wouldn't do it. And he talked to us over the weekend for about 10 hours total, trying to help us get our heads back on. And so Again, I'm just so grateful for them. And my kids have all picked the best friends. They've been, you know, like the underdogs for kids that got teased when they were in school, like people that would lisp or people that this or that. And I just, they have really loving hearts. And I think it's because of what they went through that they're the guys they are now. Um, And I'm just grateful that I got to raise them, that we got to raise them. My husband mainly raised them. So (laughs) I was working. Well, it sounds like, you know, those experiences and and the love that you had for them, I'm sure helped a lot. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I really appreciate you being with me on the show today. And it's just an incredible story you have. And I'm sure so many people need to hear this message and do my best to help others hear about it. So appreciate you sharing it again. If you could just let us know where, uh, where else they can connect with you online and maybe just a uh, that would be great. Okay. So it's easy. It's just jillarmijo.com. And do you have show notes? It's just J-I-L-L-A-R-M-I-J-O. Kind of a weird last name. Yeah, but I'll have it in the show notes. That's definitely. Awesome. And, and uh, I'm on Facebook at Savor Your Life Caregiving. Okay. Savor Your Life Caregiving. And is uh-huh. that your coaching practice you mentioned? Yeah. We'll keep going with that. I know that's it's something I'm sure you know have a lot better statistics around it, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that uh, are experiencing these types of things coming back from war. So I, yeah. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yeah. All right, Joe. Well, thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Go get Jill's book on Amazon as well, or her website, Home of the Unknown Soldier. Thanks again for sharing it. Thank you so much, Aaron. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.